I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing, and I'm just like in the the lion's den. It's behavior, bitches. Hey guys, it's Liat and Casey, and we are here today with the topic titled "Send Vodka, Love Mom." We are aware that initially we were going to call it help my child's an asshole, but we get it. No one wants to call their child an actual asshole. So we've changed it to something a little more positive of send vodka, love mom. I'm sure a lot of you moms could relate. Um, And if you're not a mom, you probably still want vodka sent to you regardless. Before we get started, I want to remind you guys to subscribe to our podcast. With a task analysis, all you need to do is open your podcast app, especially the Apple podcast app, hint, hint type in behavior bitches, click on it, press subscribe, then click five stars. This requires low response effort. But if you really love us and want to reinforce our behavior so that we continue in the future, write a few kind words like please. Um, Our Instagram handle is behavior bitches podcast. Our Facebook is behavior bitches podcast. And if you leave us a review on our um, podcast, um, the app, let me know and I will send you a, you could let me know on Facebook or whatever it is. I will send you a personal affirmation, a compliment, or I will tell your fortune, whatever you like. So just go ahead and do it. I think that will work. Um, if anyone could see right now what I'm seeing, Liat, <laughs> you've gone from like <laughs> the mic on the table like a normal person should. She's now laying in her chair holding the I mic forgot up, it was like like she is like walking around on some stage. Like I literally forgot we were on video. You, your thing wasn't open. That's You're, funny. Now she's taking it out of the stand and she's just emceeing. Oh All my right. God. Okay. So- anyway, guys, episode number two. Here we are. We are talking all about parenting and giving some advice. Again, not professional advice, just two girls who love to hear the sound of their own voice and think we're kind of smart, even though we're not parents. So we really have no leg to stand on here. Is that a saying? I don't know. But we do bring on a really special You guest. suck at sayings. And yeah, saying yeah, like it, not a leg to stand on is like a real saying. But you, it, it is right? a chair to stand on or a leg. No, a leg, bro. You got it. All right. So anyways, we're going to start by giving you a little hashtag down low on my current life as a new BCBA. And dun dun dun. More of like a horror movie is what I would like that to sound like because holy effing shit. It was really hard going to grad school, passing your exam really doesn't prepare you half the battle for what it's like to be in a new role as a BCBA slash program director. And guess what? I'm the only one. So I'm very isolated. I'm trying to build my community of people around the world, like our Study Notes ABA resource group. But it's very hard when you're alone and everyone needs you at all times. All I have is meetings all day long and zero office time to get actual paperwork done because that is a big part of our job. So anyways, I had mentioned in the podcast previously that Matt and I were going to try for a baby in August, which... Um, my special, beautiful bestie guest really wants me to have, but holy SHIT, I don't know if the anxiety and me being pregnant will be okay. I like I can't believe tackling adults with autism and like being pregnant 
not, I don't really tackle them, but you know what I mean? I find myself in some crazy situations with adults with autism. Ain't that the truth? Girl, I mean, and like the stress of being a BCBA and all the stuff I had to do. Like, and I don't want to make this about me, but like to make it about me, I just want to say, yeah, you know, I hate doing that. Um, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you get pregnant, uh, that is your decision. But it's there's my no prerogative. Your prerogative. Yeah, let's just like make this. Is that Britney Spears? Like, because our like <laughs> no, behavior, it's, not. it's like MC Hammer or something. No, I think it is. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Point is, you're still doing the podcast. So, like, if you make that decision, I'm letting you know that that doesn't mean like you're jumping off of this. So, no. Okay. In, in, Enough about me. Back to you. You barely even talked about you. But, um, what I was gonna say is, oh, and I do this weird thing with my mouth where I tick. So I'm working on that. I'm also working on my use of the word like. So if anyone out there would like to take some frequency data on the amount of times I say the word like. That was then because you said if anyone would like to. That's different. Okay. If, so yeah. if anyone wants to, but you know what I mean? If I'm like, <laughs> like, like take some um, frequency data, send us your count after the show, and then we'll do some IOA data to see who, if we're in agreement or not. By what the way, mean? IOA stands for inter-observer agreement. Basically seeing if we agree on the count or frequency, hashtag so, reliability. Are we getting the same numbers? Stop sounding like a robot. What is our, <laughs> what is our second thing after oh. listening to our first podcast and completely okay, critiquing so, each other? So after hearing our first podcast, I got some feedback from... Um, my parents my and mom your best friend and my my best friend and a few others like my parents they're from South Africa so I was like Linky I think maybe you should like relax a little bit with like all the f words like why are you using it so much and I'm like Wait, mom your parents are from South Africa yeah side note um, and I'm like mom don't you know like things sound so much better when you use like an f word people like it okay She's like, I never like, and I'm like, okay. So I decided on this thing. I was like, mom, I'm going to do a five F-bomb rule. That's how it started. And I'm like, we could, we get to use five F-bombs throughout the show between the both of us. So if you hear an F-bomb, know that we've saved it for something really important. Super but, passionate. Like something really passionate. So if you hear an F-word, maybe like rewind a few seconds because we're saying something at least that we think is important. But we even decided to you know, make it even more specific. And now we each only get one F-bomb per show. OMG. So, OMG. So save it for something good. Also, Don't use it. Um, I think we may start implementing a bleeping part of the podcast. But we're going to really control ourselves, contain ourselves, because the messages we have to deliver are too important to muddle up with a lot of craziness but don't get us wrong we're still going to use the f-bomb at least once per episode <laughs> so, like, so that's two f-bombs you know the other behavior behavior podcast you know when you want to get ceus for it it's like you got to listen for their secret word they give out <laughs> yes and it's like save the secret word in the episode so that you can get a ceu for it ours is like Listen out for the F word. So, you know, we said something important. Tell us the concept we were talking about when we use the F bomb, when we become an ACE provider. All right, yeah. side note. So, let's get right into this episode by 
we cannot talk about this episode without breaking down a very basic principle, the four functions of behavior. And this is so basic that I even put like Z's on the end of it. I was like, what are the most basics? Yeah, but not basic to everyone, just to our field. So Uh, behavior, I said a behavior. It's like really important. Yes, it is. So I want to break down the four functions of behavior. Now, this goes if you're looking at the behavior of a goldfish, of a dog, of an individual with autism, of your ex-boyfriend, of the secretary who works at your office. My 85-year-old grandmother. Yes, or your nanny with the purple hair who lives next door. Nana, whatever. Um, Anyway, so all behavior, basically every single thing anyone does stems from four functions of behavior. You might remember these with the acronym SEAT, S-E-A-T. The S stands for sensory. This is often the hardest to deal with. So someone might be doing something because they like the way it feels, okay? I'm like, how many of us do that? I have tried my entire life to stop biting my nails. And I can't do it unless I have fake nails on because I just like the way it feels to pick my cuticle. So nothing can stop me from doing that. Right. Exactly. So that's a sensory need, right? Some people like to pick their split ends. It's like relaxing for them, right? A sensory need. They're doing that behavior for that function. Now, another function of behavior. So first we have sensory. Number two, we have escape, meaning you are engaging in a behavior to get out of something. Um, the third, and I'm going to give you examples for all these. The third function of behavior we have is attention. How look at often, me, look at me, look at me. Yeah, like posting a hot pic of yourself for attention, right? I'm the number one selfie in the world, so. You, you have like the biggest smile when you do selfies oh, too. Like I at least it. you don't do a duck face, but you're like. <laughs> so happy. Yeah, so happy. Like my life's just perfect. And the key <laughs> is for tangible, like an actual tangible item. So repeat after me. We have sensory. Sensory. Good. We have escape. We have escape. Give me an A. Attention. Attention. And T. Tangible. Tangible. Thank you. So let's talk about one behavior with multiple functions. So let's say we have a girl walking around with pasties on her nipples. If you don't know what pasties are, it's basically like a sticker. A nipple hider. Yeah, it's just a nipple hider. So you could basically be naked, but you have pasties on, okay? So, like, they're covering your nipple. Think Lil' Kim or something for anyone who knows her. I kind of want to be this girl. You don't know Lil' Kim? I want to be the girl walking around with pasties on her nipples. Okay, yeah. So, anyway, so if this – let's say this is the behavior we're talking about, right? This is what someone is doing. So if they are doing it for attention, right, if the behavior is attention-maintained – They are doing it because maybe they get attention from people, people pointing, people looking, people smiling, right? They're getting human attention, whatever it is. Now, the same behavior of walking around with pasties on your nipples could also be escape maintained. Liat, what do you mean by that? Okay, let me tell you. So what I mean by that is let's say that this girl, some background information, she grew up in a really strict Catholic household. And so she knows if she wears these pasties, her parents kick her out of the house. She has now escaped an environment she didn't want to be in, right? So she, this behavior had the function of escape. Now, let's look at one of our other functions of behavior. The same girl with pasties on, let's talk about sensory. Maybe she likes the way it feels to be naked or something, so she wears these pasties, right? So this is for some sensory component. Now, the last function that could be with her wearing pasties could be a tangible. She's doing this to get something. Maybe she's getting money 
right? From a guy for walking around like this. Maybe some guys buys you gifts because you look like this, whatever it is. The point is it could be one behavior, but it could have multiple functions. Um, so the behavior behave- looks one way, right? Like one face. topography. So this topography behavior number two, I don't get the fun one to display or to talk about because Leah got the pasties, but you could have written your own. I know. Anyways, behavior number two. Now it's related to our episode today, right? Not that Heather's kids curse, but if they did, like my nephew likes to say he's eight, he likes to swear. So behavior number two, the topography, what it looks like a kid is cursing. So if we look at the function, so if it had a sensory or an automatic function, they could just like the way it feels like this food is awesome versus saying like this food is effing awesome. It just feels so much better to say it. That was not my one. That was not my one. That's so not as cool. I think I would have used it there because I know I haven't. I haven't. No, I think it is the difference between saying this food is awesome versus this food is fucking awesome. That's mine. I'll keep it. Okay. I have mine. I'm saving mine for something else. So there, but... No, I think cursing feels good. There's something it does about feel it feels good. good. Yeah. Some sensory. Okay. Next. It makes you feel like, ah, oh, like it's almost like, the, like, but you could also use a replacement behavior by being like, like I could go, yes, like really loud versus like raising my voice. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just like, not as there. cool <laughs> not as at cool. all, but continue. All right. Tangible. Um, I swear, or the kid swears, mom wants you to stop. So she gives you a lollipop. So you just gained as- access to a tangible attention your mom or whoever says john stop cursing and then you're getting the attention of the adult or by the way negative attention is still attention yeah i'm like really into being a robot today (laughs) i know and i'm not sure if i'm liking it i'm just kidding done 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 uh escape if you swear in class you get sent to the principal's office you're out of class hell yeah you just worked the system so without further ado I would like to introduce my best friend, Heather Ray Raisin. So, Heather, are you there? Hi. Yes. I didn't know if I should talk yet. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that what Heather and I have talked about the past week is like the jitters of doing a podcast and, you know, realizing that no one can see you. It's fine. If you f- up, it's fine. Oh, no, I didn't mean to use mine. <laughs> That was a total waste. But I want to say about uh, the nipple pasty thing. Um, After you have kids, after you guys have kids, um, your nipples are hard all the time (laughs) when you are breastfeeding. So I used to have to wear pasties under my shirt just so I didn't look excited everywhere I went. (laughs) It was. I love that. I love that. So that's why we actually. Yeah. Casey. Casey actually told me that about you. She's like, no, I this lady not. always has hard nipples. So I was like, oh, good. I'll use that as an example. Yeah. It so comes what, what function would that be? If you're using it for uh, avoiding the attention, right? You didn't want the attention. I would be like, look at my hard nips. I like squeeze them sometimes to make them hard. So that's, that's another. <laughs> no, story. I used to really like it, but then when it was like all the time, it just didn't work out as well. And your mom like holding children, you're like, don't look at my nipples. They are being sucked yeah. to death by children. <laughs> so um, Heather, before you tell us about yourself and your life as a mom, you know how much I love you. Um, so I'm going to take a I little do. bit of the pressure off and talk about you. So we met when we were 12. Um, we have been through middle school and high school together and college and living together in our apartment right after college, which was absolutely crazy. I'm surprised that we're both alive and even functioning as human beings. Really? Right? Yeah. 
Um, also, I went through both of Heather's childbirths with her. I won't go into she details because she herself. hates it. I did deliver them. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, why don't you like when I tell that story? When did I tell it that made you upset? Um, I was six months pregnant with my with Bellamy, my our second child. Uh, and we, Casey and I had taken Hendrick to the park, Prescott Park, to watch a show. And uh, my middle school crush, my first kiss, Ben Chopek, shout out to Ben, um, <laughs> was with us. Like he just, you know, he just was there. And Casey went into detail about um, my birth with Hendrick. And I was absolutely mortified. And yeah, so... I don't mind talking about uh, childbirth at all because it is absolutely beautiful, but just not with, you know, Ben Chopek. <laughs> like it wasn't the right time or place. The environment no, no, wasn't I... like conducive <laughs> to it. But I was there, you guys. Um, one of the most, again, beautiful things I've ever seen in my whole life and makes me just be so incredibly proud and like honored to be with this goddess of a woman who did these two childbirths like almost completely natural um she's amazing that sounds and... torturous no offense <laughs> it was she all... you know what she made me do first childbirth she said she calls me in i get there they're like we can't she can't have any food like no one's letting her eat so she calls me and she's like i need you oh, to get yeah. here right right now and bring me a friggin donut a chocolate glazed donut from dunkin donuts so i'm like yep. all right i'm coming it's a I'm like, donut not a donut did I say donut? No I'm offense. A I donut. So I got there with her donut and everyone's like, don't give it to her. And then her everyone donut. leaves the room and she grabs my hand and, and squeezes it. Up. Yeah. She grabs my hand so hard. And she's like, give me a donut. I'm like, okay, don't mess with the mother and labor. Here you go. <laughs> you can have it. Fine. I'm just going to be the one everyone hates. Uh, anyways. All right. So. I was there for both of the beautiful little blessings that she had. I'm obsessed with them. Bellamy and Hendrick, they are two of the cutest, most amazing kids in the world. I'll probably post a picture of them on our Instagram so you can see for yourselves how cute they are as we talk shit about them. Just kidding. We're not really going to do that. But <laughs> Heather's also creative AF. She can garden like no one's business. Like literally she hosts dinners with all the stuff that she gardens from her farm. It's amazing. Uh, she also has owned her own farm stand she is a beautiful Mexican and Jewish and one of the most amazing, beautiful people I've ever met in my life. I'm secretly in love with you. you. You know that, though. Hey, hey, Thank member you. of the tribe. What up? Welcome to the tribe. Hi. Hi. It's me, Liat, your new friend. Um, okay, so I'm really excited about this. Um, yeah, so me fun. too. It's going to be a fun one. Heather, thanks for making this work with your schedule. I know you were out glamping, apparently. Yeah, it was wonderful, I think. <laughs> I think. You think? I, I, I don't know. I, it was, you know, camping with how kids. Was your first <laughs> night how was your first night alone with the kids in a well, camping scene? So I've done, it's, uh, it's way better with kids when you can poop in a toilet and sleep in a bed. So glamping is like absolutely where I'm at with children, but it was, we showed up at the campsite and my daughter Bellamy instantly fell into a mud puddle and <laughs> there's no, like, I mean, covered in mud. We went, we showed up at the only time the reception was closed between 12 and two. So we couldn't get into the room to use the bathroom to like clean her up or change her or anything. So 
it was pretty interesting. <laughs> but you kind of just so roll with it. And so Bellamy's your youngest. How old is Bellamy again? Bellamy's three and a half. And how old's Hedrick? Five. Five. Yep. And they are like night and day. Like totally night and day. It's you think you have it all down. Like our, my son Hendrick was so easy. Like we almost didn't even want to tell people he slept through the night and just, he eats his vegetables. He <laughs> is courteous. Like he tells me like, mommy, I'm just like you. I love rainbows and flowers and like really <gasps> sweet things. Yeah. It's He's adorable. And then Bellamy will like bite you. And <laughs> like, Oh yeah. I remember tomato like- juice. Yeah, she spit tomato juice on me this morning at breakfast because it was so gross to her. <laughs> That's, she's like my child. I've been telling you this from day one. Yep. I hate tomatoes. <laughs> so Bellamy, when Hendrick was born, um, so they call me Monty, which is like mommy auntie, right? That's my my name. Yep. That's they call Monty. Monty. So Hendrick was born exactly Heather. He was like just the most sweetest, perfect little pumpkin in the entire patch of children in the world and then Bellamy came along in her first like I'd say almost two years she wouldn't even come to me she'd like if she wasn't with you or Tristan it was just like and then the last couple times I've like been over as she's getting older she's now turning into like a beautiful like clairvoyant she is like really smart she knows things like about the other side of the like the dead oh yeah totally yeah, she says some stuff that are, you know, you're just like, what? Like, yeah, she she's so, very uh, intuitive and into um, like nature, and she's just very intuitive with She's also giving you hell because you gave your parents hell, so she's giving you hell right back. Yeah, my mom says it's my punishment for years of, you know, being me. <laughs> being you. Yeah, basically, yeah. she. Um, I went over there. My dad passed away this year, and... Heather was really close with my dad. My dad used to say that he, you know, Heather was his favorite, like loved her. Yep. And she came to see him a bunch. Which is totally true. I know it is. It's crazy. But she would say, I went over there and Bellamy, who's three, looked at me and like, it's not like I've talked to her about my dad or done it. She just goes, do you have a daddy? Is he in heaven? And I'm like, what? Girlfriend? What? She absolutely has like a sixth sense to her and I love her. But okay, yeah, Heather, crazy. tell us what it's like raising two under five. How would you describe motherhood? Um, I, it's so hard. Um, I'm not like naturally a person that puts anyone else first. <laughs> like, I I'm just not like I've. I don't know. I've always I. I, I never love really, your like, honesty I never because I, every mom feels like um, they need to be like it's just the most beautiful thing on earth. Like, thank you for being real. No, like it's not. Absolutely not. It's a. That's what people say, but there's, you know, you know, there's ups and there's downs. But I was never someone who like really thought about kids. Or when I was working up at Sugarloaf in college, I would pay my waitress girlfriend in this bar we were working at to take tables with children. That's how much I didn't <laughs> want to be around kids. <laughs> like I, yeah. if they were in my section, I didn't want anything to do with them, and. I just like having your own kids is it's totally different. Obviously um, you do have to, you know, put them first a lot and you wouldn't, I mean, sometimes you want to pay other people to watch them. But, <laughs> um, you do a really good job though. It, and you were telling me the other day how, 
can you explain to me how you said that parenting is like applying mascara? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, well, Tell I was putting mascara that. on the other day and I got done with one eye and it looks perfect, which would be like my Hendrick. And um, <laughs> I hate to say that, but you know, like it, I, I was killing it. Like it looks so good. And then I get to my other eye and I stab myself in my eye and there's literally shit everywhere. <laughs> and you know that's how it is sometimes like and then also back to the mascara um sometimes you don't need it and like it comes naturally and you look beautiful and then sometimes you wake up and like you're just taking on mascara on top of the old mascara to like just get through the day and like you know it just that's like totally me and I don't even have kids I'm like always caking yeah. on top of the other cake <laughs> I love hearing yep. like a, I was telling Heather, I'm like, when I do have a child, which I'm like, whoo, going to need a lot of help. I know that I can come to her for like advice because she not only makes things really, really funny. Um, like she was talking to me about the other day about how um, they had a lemonade stand. The kids had a lemonade stand and they raised $30. Um, so it was actually $4 less than what they spent on the stuff. And Hendrick was so scat so sad. He was screaming, crying after they spent money at McDonald's and they think they're rich, right? Yep. He, uh, he like, he's really obsessed with robot vacuums and he's convinced now we can go buy a home bot, which is square and it gets in the corners. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is my five-year-old and they're like a thousand dollars in we're negative four with his lemonade stand. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, honestly, one of the funniest things was that just thinking when I went over there and he won for his birthday, a, a rumbu, is that what it's called? A rumbu? Roomba. What is it called? Roomba. I was like, what five-year-old wants a Roomba? But I think a lot of kids are actually obsessed with vacuum cleaners and it's like a secret fetish. I don't know. Yeah. I loved the dirt devils growing up. Those were so sweet. Maddox loves the Dyson. If you don't have a Dyson, you're not good enough for him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about some mom struggles and let's behavioral analyze that shiznit. So tell us, like, what's the hardest part of, like, punishing kids? Like, what do you what do you find yourself doing? What are you like, oh, help me. I don't know if I'm doing it right. Um, punishing, it's just, it's hard because they're all different. And, like, what what works for one does not work for the other. And... Um, then you kind of like in the guilt really that comes with it. Cause you think about, you know, your own childhood and you're like, well, what would have my mom done? They're like, well, I don't want to do what my mom did or, oh, that worked. Um, but I, like Hendrick, like if you, I, I can tell him not to do something and he's, he's going to listen and that's fine. Or like a two minute timeout or something. But with Bellamy, it is always a crisis. Like, um, I, she loves butter on her toast and I do it right. Like I know how to put the butter on her toast. She wants it all chunky. There's a certain way to cut the toast, but if daddy does it, it is a meltdown. It's been incorrect. And like, it could drag on for like two hours. Like, and that's just about buttering toast. Like, so <laughs> like, how do you punish someone over that? Or like, she's my you, spirit animal. I know she's, she's crazy. <laughs> I love her, but it's, pretty ridiculous um so like teaching her yeah. like you know so what are her behaviors that she does when she's pissed about the toast um she likes to cry and <laughs> and like she stomps a lot and um then she'll refuse to pretty much do anything and I guess 
you know, the only difference between mommy and daddy doing it really is like, I make sure that there's chunks of butter and daddy likes to spread it. So it's like melted. Oh, that's another thing. When you become a parent, you no longer are Heather and Tristan, your mommy and daddy, like no matter what, like, and it's kind of embarrassing. (laughs) You'll be talking to someone and it's not like, Oh, Tristan, it's daddy, daddy. And at first I was like really self-conscious about that, but now that's just my life. Um, but she, she, like, yeah, she'll, she just freaks out. And I guess we give into it because it's not really a big deal. Like if it's melted or chunky on top, but it's a, you know, it's a total breakdown for her. Right. So basically like she's getting what she wants because she's crying and stomping her feet. And then you're like, okay, I'll spread your goddamn butter. And then yeah, she's like, so oh, then I'm, well, I'm eating her next time. Toast yeah. And, you <laughs> so, know, she gets new toast. So we kind of, I guess, reinforce it. Oh my God, Heather, are you a behavior analyst, girlfriend? Girl, or what? you know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, coming back to our four functions of behavior here, okay? So, the behavior we're talking about here is, let's say, tantruming, right? Yeah. And as a result, she is getting a whole new piece of toast. She is getting some kind of tangible. So her behavior has a function. Nothing happens in a vacuum, guys. Nothing. So basically, like my behavior analyst hat, let's put it on real quick, you know, teaching her functional communication, right? So what's an appropriate way to say, like, if she said, Daddy, I really don't like this toast like this. Can mommy make it? Or can you please spread the butter? So like the functional communication could be, please spread the butter. Like, or get her more to say, butter or more butter because she wanted it thicker. Yeah. And and then only reinforcing when she says that. So but then again, it's like, well, are you starving your children? So like you don't give her food. I mean, sometimes like, I feel like doing that. I know. But I think actually sometimes I'm not, not going to die, them, but I actually think being like, I would put it on extinction. Like if she does, you give her the opportunity to say it correctly. Right. Like more butter, please. Now, if she does it, great. Reinforce her. But otherwise, it's like I would put that hard on extinction like mm, no bummer bummer that was your toast okay but it's also you have to teach her right so you'd say you know as you're as you're preparing the toast or as tristan's preparing the toast you would say you know bellamy if you want more butter you can just say can i have more butter please and like reinforce like even almost prompting her to say like if you hand it to her and she starts be like say more butter more butter please and like getting her to say more butter. Oh my God, I sound so gross, but you know what I mean? No, I know. I'm just going to give her a stick of butter from now on. And- <laughs> there you go. And that is exactly That'll what we're saying. So that's perfect. No, and don't get me wrong. Anything we're saying is uh, we have, I mean, maybe Casey has some. We have but no, no emotion- experience. Yeah. And we have no emotional connection that you have. And as a parent, sometimes it's like, okay, just shut up already. I get Everyone it. I've talked to that's a behavior analyst and a parent, it says like, it goes right out the window when you're a parent. You can do it all day oh, yeah, to like totally. a client I or mean, like, you you see me with my, I almost HIPAA, but you see me with my client and how I can like put that hat on. But when I have my nephew or I'm like with your kids, it's so different. Yeah. But to me, like from an outsider looking in, like I feel like you are the type of person that's like an, a natural mother and I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing. And I'm just like in the the lion's den, you know? 
You are amazing. You learn through contingencies. Like when, okay, that didn't work. I'll try that next time. You learn along the way. Yeah. Heather, I admire you. You are like this like lioness goddess of a mother who's like, let your kids like get dirty and play outside and experience nature and like a naturalistic teaching environment. And I'm like the psychopath who's going to be like sitting my kid at a table being like discreet trial training all day long. (laughs) And like, that is where like, and I was going to ask you that, like, I want to know, honestly, your opinion of what I'm going to be as a mom. (laughs) I think, I think they're going to be great. I, but also on the same side, like it doesn't matter like who you are, like moms, it's really like they love daddy. Daddy can do no wrong. Like, Daddy's rule, mommy's rule. Like that's just how it kind of always is. Like I matching law. Yep. Or no, sorry, behavioral Behavioral contrast. Right? One place, mommy's gotta be the mean one, whatever it is. So suddenly now I'm obsessed with dad. Right? Dad comes home from work and I just love you, dad. Everything about you. Even though mom feeds me all day, does everything, wipes Wipes my my ass. ass. Jinx. Whoa. Oh yeah. That and that's how like one hundred like I could I could take my kids to Storyland, which I did this weekend, and camping on all this stuff, and then they see Daddy, and even though I've cooked steak and made like a dinner, it's like oh my God, thank you, Daddy, for cutting the steak, and you know they're just so stoked to see him, and I'm you know Dad's yeah, rule, Mom's like, rule. <laughs> I like that. That's I, that's, that should be the title podcast, Dad's. Dad's rule, mom's drool. <laughs> it's so true because like I, I even in so many houses. Like even like my mom who raised me as a single mom and my dad who like left when I was like 10 and came back when I was like 19 only because he was like cor- pointed to who I love. I love my dad. He passed away, RIP. But anyways, um, I swear like my, and I, my mom's always like, you are like your dad can is a, walks on water to you. And I'm like, yes, he does. oh that's crazy so how how do you deal like what's your timeout procedures um and by procedures i don't mean that like seriously oh like like mommy timeouts or children (laughs) (laughs) we can go there after now what do you like do you use timeout as a procedure to like discipline not always um like i in the past you know it's a learning game like in the past we have we still do two-minute timeouts, but it's more just so that they kind of understand their, you know, what they're doing is not okay and to think about it. But um, we try to really just talk to them, which doesn't always work. Like this morning, <laughs> uh, Bellamy, we were in a restaurant and Bellamy was freaking out. And all we could do was bring her out of the restaurant because, you know, there's a ton of people around and she's screaming. And so, like, just separating her from the situation, like, it, it did wonders, but um, yeah, like Hendrick stood on, we were in a strawberry field a couple of years ago and he ran away from me and stood on top of this rock pile and threw rocks at me. <laughs> I remember like, that. Yeah, it was crazy. So he, like, we left. We just, like, I was with another girlfriend, a new friend, and I was just, like, done. Um, but it, it, I guess it's situational. Like, if someone's throwing rocks at your face, you probably are going to, like, you know, end that situation. <laughs> Right. Well, I think like, um, that's like a big thing about, so when you're a lot of parents and what I've like seen is yelling at, not you, but like yelling at your kids over and over and not absolutely like actually 
implementing the consequence, right? So like if they're going to come into yeah. contact with the punishment, that's going to create a contingency where it's going to decrease the future likelihood. So you taking Hendrick out of that strawberry field and not even dealing with the yelling or like, or taking Bellamy out of the restaurant and being like, you know, you don't get to sit here anymore. Like you don't get to engage in this type of behavior and get what you want is like a very important part of like behavior so analysis. Can I, can I add to that for a second? I think a huge part is, is the go-to, um, the go-to, which is like quick parent thinking is like, oh, you little shit. Like you're punished. That's it. You're not doing right. this anymore. You're not going to your friend's birthday yeah. party. That's it. Not a shot, you know? And then what happens is, is first of all, now you've, you've used punishment. Now you were planning on using that Sunday to go buy stuff for your sister's bridal shower you're throwing. So now you've done a punishment that you can't actually stick to. And it's actually worse for you. Right. So like, if you're going <laughs> to, if you're going to put a punishment out there, it's, are you going to be able to stick to it? So that's why we so quickly say, try use reinforcement first, reinforce whatever it is that you see them doing that you like anything except what you don't want them to be doing. Like, oh, I love the way you're standing there. I love the way you stand right on that square. I love the way you left your bow in your hair, whatever it is, right? Like anything. Oh, you didn't throw rocks at my face. Thank you for not doing that. <laughs> Yeah, but then you're reminding them. And they're I like, know. good point, good point. Yeah, let's throw it again. Uh -huh. um, so I, that gets to a huge thing that, um, and this isn't just specific to you. I think this goes for a lot of parents based on the function of behavior. So the reason we went over the functions of behavior to get started on this episode was because you are going to deal with different behaviors based on the function of it. So let's say you have that kid cursing and you have figured out the function is for attention. So how would I know it's attention? Well, I would, there's some telltale signs that no one has to be a behavior analyst to see. Have you ever seen your kid? I'm sure Heather, you've seen your kid do something and then they like smile and look at you. Oh, you have that. Yeah. And you're like, ha 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 F off. Right. Something <laughs> along those lines. Like, so that's that's like a telltale sign. Okay, this person is doing something for attention. So if the behavior's attention maintained, the reinforcement they're wanting is a, attention. So even if you're like, stop it, right? That's still attention, right? Or like saying, I'm not talking to you. I'm ignoring you right now. That is attention also. So in order to deal with that behavior, if it was attention maintained, would be you would put the behavior, what we call on extinction, but the extinction has to match the function. So meaning if it was for attention, absolutely no attention is available at all for that behavior. So let's say this kid is cursing. We said before any kid. Now it's like, all right, keep doing it. Literally no attention available. I will keep doing whatever the hell I'm doing, whether it's I'm painting my nails, I'm on a phone call. I don't care. But no matter what, there will be absolutely no attention for that. So, um, and the same goes for if you figure out that the, um, let's say, give let's me say an the example. Function, say the function yeah. is like a tangible, right? So like, say you're out shopping and Hendrick wants like a toy, right? Or Bellamy oh, wants yeah, like a toy. Oh yeah, that's constant. And they're like starting to tantrum and then like most typically and not knocking anyone, the I parent will be them. like, right, you give it to them because <laughs> why? Why do you give it to them? Because, because I just want to shop in peace. Happy. 
Because <laughs> right? I want to be happy. I want to be so, happy. Not even so, like, I mean, yeah, I want them to be happy. But so I she, don't she's using negative reinforcement terrible. on herself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're positively reinforcing their shitty behavior by giving them what they want. While at the same time, totally. negatively reinforcing yourself because you're like, the aversive is removed. The kids are not crying. All is right in the world. I can shop at Savers for five more minutes and maybe try on 15 more items while they play with that goddamn truck I got them. <laughs> <laughs> and yep. so now next time they're like, oh, well, we know how to get mommy to do this. We're going to tantrum. And then like, they're reinforced. Kids in a restaurant, it's like they start screaming. Oh my God, I'm going to give the kid my cell phone. So they shut up. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what have they learned now? Next time I go to a restaurant, I'm going to scream because I'll get the cell phone. So if you know that is the function, you have to make sure it's not available at all for that behavior. So if, if the function is to get a tangible item or the iPad, absolutely not. Now, what you might want to do is set yourself up for success beforehand, right? You might want to manipulate the antecedents beforehand, being like, hey, let's go to the restaurant. Oh, here's my cell phone for you. Before they start engaging, also known as non-contingent reinforcement, you know, hey, I'm giving this to you. Give it to them before they even begin engaging in the behavior so right. that you don't have to, because ultimately then they engage in the behavior. They see, oh, I do this and I get this. Right. So Catch then the behavior early in the chain and like, Okay, you're walking into a store and you're like, all right, guys, like these are the rules. You know, we have, you know, calm body, quiet voice. And then, and you know, if we can get through, you know, one aisle, you can get one toy. And so now they're working for it versus it being like a bribe. Yeah. Um, so something happened at Storyland with Bellamy, and I kind of want you guys to uh, analyze it for me. Do <laughs> it now. Hit us with a girl. All right. Um, so I kept. We were in like this, it's called the loopy lab. It's uh, like all these foam balls and you can put them into like different shooters and shoot kids with them, whatever. Um, doesn't matter. Sounds Bellamy not violent at all. What? Sounds not violent at all. <laughs> oh, yeah, not at all. <laughs> um, Bellamy kept climbing up onto like the benches that are, you know, on the outside of the area. And like, you know, I'm telling her, you can't climb on the benches. They're for bums not for feet. And she really wanted to get her face painted. So she was climbing on them to see the face painting. And I earlier that day said like, no effing way. It's $15 per kid to get your face painted. Oh and God. the line, yeah, I know it was like three bucks when I was a kid. The it line like is free, like I wicked long. Like, and, um, so she ends up falling right onto her head gets a big egg on her head and she's screaming like all these parents are looking at me and she goes i really want to get my face painted <laughs> and so what do i do i wait in line for literally an hour to get her face painted because she just had this huge tumble and cried and i felt like i gave in but i didn't know what else to do i just <laughs> felt so bad i was gonna say i saw your instagram i know her face was painted <laughs> Yes, and Hendrick. So you actually got both of them done because you can't do one without the other, right? Yep. So she was engaging in behaviors you didn't want to see, right? Yes. And then you you felt bad because she fell. So your mom guilt came in, right? You were like, oh, but she's hurt and she deserves to get her face painted now because she's crying and every mom is looking at me like I'm the worst parent in the world if I don't do this. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly how I felt. And like we could behavior analyze this all day and like tell you, oh, well, you did the wrong thing because you reinforced her, you know, crying, tantruming behaviors and then gave her what she wanted. But in that moment, I'm sure that was really, really, really hard. Like I would probably do the same thing. I'd be like, no, I was pretty angry. Um, I was like, what the hell? Now I got to get her face painted. When <laughs> <laughs> she's like crying and being such a little crap. And I mean, yeah. again, like everything that we say, we could tell you the exact way that we would do it. Right. Cause we're a therapist and we could be like, we'd take her out and be like, nope, you didn't actually show me the behavior that we wanted to see. And you're not going to get your face painted today. We're going to go and distract them by doing, we're going to do something else, you know, that's a little less motivating for them. Cause like her motivation was to get her face painted, right? Like she was trying everything. So yeah. That, you know, she doesn't I think get she like that. took like, one for the team. <laughs> she was like, I'll slam my head off this thing. If you do it. <laughs> I'm like convinced that's what happened. <laughs> no, like, probably. No, really it is though. She it was, is. Yeah, it is. She's smart. And she was like, Oh, if I cry and hurt myself, mom will get me what I want because she'll feel bad for me. And now that's what happened. Yep. And that's fine. That's a fine. You're a mom. This is not to make like anyone feel bad or be like, you're so wrong. I don't feel bad. I just think it's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. Like I would probably be like, oh my God, we're going to, I'll go out and draw on the Sharpie on your face in the car. Yeah. <laughs> and like make it stick forever and they have to like scrub their face 45 times to get it off. What's really funny That's... is I had a Sharpie in my fanny pack and I told my you girlfriend I was pack. with Jenny. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to Sharpie your face. That's what I'm going to do. Oh <laughs> like, my God. We joke, are... but... yep. You guys think alike. Yeah, we do. I'm yeah, like, get, get over here. You want your face painted? You're going to get your face painted for life. It was a fine oh. tip Sharpie though. So I thought it might be too intense. <laughs> Yeah, like you could give like permanent eyeliner or something. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, I just want to try bring some things back to center. But these are p- things that, like, I think parents in general would like to know. This is like, I mean, thank you for coming on the show, Heather, because a lot of parents, you know how Instagram goes. Everyone wants to look perfect on it and act like they're obsessed with their kids at all times. So I really appreciate you coming on. Um, because yeah, I mean, and just telling us like the real true background of like how it's hard to deal with behaviors when you're in public and you, you know, can get all these tips, but understanding the function of the behavior is really important too. Right. So yeah. some these are just some behavioral principles that I want to hit on along the lines of, okay, so the importance of keeping a demand. When you give a demand, and this is not just for you, Heather, so you could take it for yourself or you could share it with your friends. Um, so when you give a demand, before you even lay the demand out there, say, am I going to be able to keep and follow through with this demand? Right? So like, if it's like, eat your chicken nuggets. And so I was just in New York visiting my sister and my nieces and they put food on their, um, what's it called? High chair. And. Oh my God. They were nightmares. Yeah. I even put it on the Instagram lives just because it was like, okay, here, eat your food. The next thing it's like, I'm going to say this, but am I going to stick to it? The little shit, right? She's really cute, but she like throws it all to the floor. And I'm like, all right. And I'm like having to 
show like, oh yeah, I'm behavior analyst, blah, blah, blah. I stick to the demand. So I'm like, all right, <laughs> Ellie. Yeah, Ellie, pick it up, pick it up, right? So what am I doing there when I'm having her clean it all up? Casey? Overcorrection. Yep, and I even made her better the environment, which is? Restitutional overcorrection. I was like, all right, you little shit, you're gonna pick up every single piece. I don't care if I do it hand over hand. And on top of that, you're cleaning the walls, right? So <laughs> that meant that I had to actually stick to it. So, I mean, I also was on show, obviously, because my sister and I'm like, dude, you guys have been laughing at all this stuff she's doing and she thinks she's so cute, right? And, and meanwhile, but able, right. I mean, she kind of was cute when she was actually cleaning it because she's like having so much fun cleaning. Like she's like, oh, like she loves cleaning. They're like two. So like cleaning, but um, so just realize if you're going to put a demand out there, it's better for you not to put one out there if you know you're not going to stick to it. So, and also- like as a parent, keeping the demand is really hard and you're going to see extreme increases in behavior. So you're going to see an extinction burst in your kid who's like not getting that reinforcement anymore. And that just means that it's working. Like you're doing the right thing and keep doing it. And it soon they'll learn that those behaviors are not going to get them the same things that they got before. Um, another quick tip is, um, teaching your children acceptable behavior and unacceptable behavior immediately after they have done something or not done something. So we call that like hashtag immediacy of reinforcement. So zero to three seconds, you reinforce and teach. Um, so instead of like just getting, you know, sending them time out or whatever, you teach them how they could do it appropriately next time. So like the toast thing, you say, Oh, you could say more butter, please. That's great. Nice work. Um, and also using really simple language for like, so one to two words for every year a child's alive versus like elaborating in this big rationale that you, they're not going to understand. And it's going to be a waste of your breath when you should just sit in the bathroom and drink vodka during that time. <laughs> um, yep. And- By the way, I loved all the things that we, we asked moms, like what they do to try escape from their kids. And I love the responses we got. Some yeah, of them Heather, were- what do you do? Oh, I, I'm a beekeeper. That's no, what I mean, I do. like, what I, do you, no, what do you do just, when you try I to escape your kids? I go into, like, the most dangerous oh, you go into area, the and no one can be around me. <laughs> Literally? Are you an actual beekeeper? She is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, I've done it for six years now. <laughs> she has, like, the whole um, But gear. I also, I, like, that I is brilliant. Really that is poop. brilliant. Yeah, it is. So if anyone just really needs, like, alone time, all they have to do is keep bees. <laughs> keep bees. It's like, it's like, I really can't be around my kids. So I've gotten into taking care of pythons and we have a pet tiger and the kids know they cannot go near at all. Yeah. Just do something super extreme and then you'll always have alone time. She's also the sexiest beekeeper out in the world. She's like, you you. whenever, like, she's so cute. Um, So basically ending it up. Heather came on this podcast because she realized the only way she was going to get to see or talk to me was coming on a podcast. And she's also the best mom in the entire universe. So I hope we had shed a little bit of light into why your beautiful angels do what they do. Remember, look at the function. Oh, thank Thank you you for coming. You were amazing. We love you. Thank you. Wait, remember, do one thing a day that scares you, right? Yes. Yes. Give a demand once a day. (laughs) Because you know you got to stick to it. exactly um but anyways heather thank you so much for coming on seriously we needed a mom advice 
we don't know shit about kids. So we need like our own children. So we needed your advice. So thank you. Thanks guys. Casey, that was fun. That was so fun. Ah, my heart's full. It's so cool being able to have friends on here, huh? Yeah. Next week we're bringing my best friend. I know it's giving our like very, I said like again, giving our people who we know are amazing and deserve a place to share their story, a platform. Exactly. And also uh, give us situations that we don't have real life experience with. And not to mention that you are at 93 likes. What are your IOAs, guy? Did you really keep it? I'm a behavior analyst. What do you expect? You did not. 93 likes? Why do you think I've been so quiet? Stop it. I'm going to die right now. Bye. As I overhear, I'm mortified. Um, anyways, guys, so you say it a lot too. <laughs> so, oh, it seems like a little bit of projection going on here. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. I'm just kidding. I didn't count, but, um, okay. Anyways, so guys, thank you for joining us today. Please subscribe to our podcast and show us some love. Give us some stars, preferably five, no pressure, but definitely get five. And also write something kind. It helps us and makes us want to do this more and more and more. If you have any cool topic ideas, please send them our way in the Facebook group at Behavior Bitches Podcast. Or if or- you're like, I want to be a guest on this show because I've got something to share the world, send us an email at thebehaviorladies at gmail.com. Or go through our behaviorbitches.com website and you could use the contact form there. We're still figuring this shit out, guys. Regardless, Sorry, this episode was late. We wanted to keep you guys wanting more. So we put you on a variable rate or variable interval schedule, but we're getting our shit together and we will be better at this soon. So thanks for all the love. We love you guys and can't wait for more episodes. Yes. Love you. Mean it. Hey guys, it's Liat here, and I just wanted to take the time for just a single second of your time and tell you about something awesome. As you know, Casey and I are super into this podcast thing going on here and getting it started. And I just wanted to let you know that there's an easy way to get it done. And that is what I'm gonna tell you right now about Pretty Easy Podcasts. Thank God we got in touch with the team at Pretty Easy Podcasts. They help you do everything from start to finish. They will get your show up there. They will record the episode for you. They will produce it. They will add bleeps in if you're full of F-bombs like myself. Whatever it is that you need, they will do it. When you first said you wanted to start a podcast, I was like, okay, we can do that. We have no idea what we're doing. I never really thought it would get off ground until we met Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast and he put all my fears to rest. He helped us get everything going from all of our audio editing and production and our song that we have, which is amazing by the way. We're allowed to record from our own homes. He helps us with our guests. Um, He caters to our schedule. Come on, Leah, we are the worst with scheduling. I mean, I know we said we're going to have a podcast a week. So far, we're out a few days, but hey, he works with us. That's what we need. But the point is, we were looking at how we could download all these different programs to try learn how to do all this podcasting stuff. 
But truth is, it's affordable. It's much easier to have someone do it for you. You could go to prettyeasypodcast.com and you could get started today. I say go. I say if you want to be heard, if you have something to say, like we do, we love the sound of our own voices. And we found Alan who lets our voices shine. So thank you, Alan, at prettyeasypodcast.com. Thank you. 